like every bully in every like kids show was always named like something like Billy. Billy the bully. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they literally just changed one letter in bully. It's like here you go. <laughs> there is an author off subject. There is an author who has in a lot of his books every bad guy is some version of the uh, name William. So it's William, Will, Willie, Bill, Billy. I mean, he just like if you ran across, and he stopped doing that after a while. Once people realized what he was doing, because he's like, "Oh, there's the bad guy." <laughs> oh gosh, I think it would be cool to do that. But every time, it, it's just like a different name that means the exact same thing. That's a nice idea. So, long podcast short. Every bully's name is Billy. There you go. <laughs> Sorry right. to any of our viewers whose name is Billy. Bill or William or Willie or Will. (laughs) Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. Jada, why do you look so sad? Man, I spilled coffee on my shirt this morning. Hey, your shirt's nice. Where'd you get that? Oh, I got this from faithandfreedom.clothing. I haven't heard of that site. Um... You should have. They've been a sponsor of a podcast for, like, a while now. I know, but I thought we were doing a bit. (gasps) Oh, well, might as well finish it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they did recently change the site. It's now faithandfreedom.clothing. Oh, that must be completely different. Do they sell any different shirts now other than just faith and freedom-related clothing? Actually, yes. They have coffee shirts. They have now martial arts shirts. And even a few car shirts. I don't need a coffee-themed shirt. I already have one. It doesn't count if it's covered in coffee. Anyway, faithandfreedom.clothing. Visit the site today. I will be. And now for the news portion of the podcast. <laughs> no fancy opener. Okay, Michael is an 11-year-old high-functioning autistic boy in sixth grade. He's had several bullying issues over the years where he's just kind of walked away or uh, it's just gone to words. But for a long time, he begged his mom to take him and let him start karate. Well, fast forward to about a year into him taking martial arts classes, and uh, he's in the bathroom. Three young men decided to mess with him. At first, it was just words, a type of banter, like, what are you looking at kind of threat. While Michael held his ground, the leader of the boys decided to grab his shoulder, and Michael used one of his blocks he learned against the boy who tried to grab. The boy tried to grab again, and yet again, Michael deflected his attack. The boys in the background were yelling at their friend, Oh, Michael knows karate, you better watch out. I guess this embarrassed the first boy who decided to step it up a notch and pushed Michael in the chest. Well, wrong decision on the bully's part. Michael pushed the boy down to the floor and got in his defensive (laughs) stance, ready to fight. The other boys laughed at their friend, who I believe was a bit shocked, and the boys said to the boy on the floor, I guess you shouldn't underestimate him, huh? (laughs) Fight was over, the boy got up and apologized to Michael. And, um... Michael said he forgave him. (laughs) And this is why you need to put your children in martial arts. That same parent parent said they were hesitant to put him in the classes because she's like, I don't know what it was. I guess I had just a misunderstanding of what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. So since they did a really good... She said that Sensei does a very good job of covering bullying in all of his stuff. So. You know, in all honesty, I understand. We we, talk, we have talked about before how um, 
like a lot of traditional martial arts and stuff like that does not work real well for self-defense in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. But in all honesty, when it comes to kids and bullying and stuff like that, yeah, most of the time, even the crappiest of martial arts deals decent well with, with bullying. It's it works on your mindset. It gives you discipline and it gives you confidence. And it's still and, and really for like bullies and kids and stuff like that, the now if they get a little older, you know, then yeah, it's going to probably take a little higher level of skill when it comes to reality based self defense mm-hmm. stuff. But especially when you're talking about elementary school to middle school, even the crappiest of martial arts is going to help kids like uh, deal with any kind of situation they're going to be facing. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So, step number one. If you're a parent and you don't have your kids in martial arts, go ahead and enroll them in some martial arts school somewhere. And I'm not saying find a crappy martial arts school because it's going to help. Find a good martial arts school. It's going to teach as much reality-based type actual self-defense as possible. And I don't care what the name of the style is on the door. Okay? Just do some research and find out. But, like, in all honesty, I mean, you got to pick with what you got, too. So work with work with what you have in your area, but that would be step mm-hmm. one. And I and, know this, we're not we're and, not taking any kind of steps or anything, but that's just what I want to say right now. And in this kid's case, he was also you know highly functioning but autistic, and a lot of parents would hesitate because of that, being worried about their child. Don't hesitate because we have we have worked with so many autistic kids through the years, and different levels. And in all honesty, I mean. We love seeing the differences and the changes that it can make in those kids. Mm-hmm. Love it. It doesn't always click with every kid, but a lot of kids it does, and they end up really excelling. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to have their struggles, but with a teacher who knows how to um, adapt and work with them through different issues, any good teacher who puts time into their work, you yeah. know, it's going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. And get them kind of out of their comfort zone in a structured environment. Yep. And, like, what what do autistic kids function better in than structure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, don't be afraid as a parent if you walk in and you're in the first time your child is a little bit rambunctious and stuff like that. Um, or scared to get on the mats. We're way Bring off. them in several times but, and let them get acclimated to the environment before they try to step on the mats. Yeah. Like that's and, just... And then, like, also, it's, it's, it's consistency over time. Mm-hmm. We have seen tremendous, tremendous steps in growth of kids with consistency over time. And then if something happens, like, well, COVID, when we had that happen... And then the kids wasn't able to, to like actually be here and everything. And then when they came back, it was like starting all over again for a couple of kids. Anyway, we're kind of like on subject but off subject. For yeah, this so the topic of this podcast is, uh, well, we're talking about bullies, but specifically kind of talking to your kids about bullies. Because a lot of parents give the, well, if a kid messes with you, do this. and Or it's a short talk like... Well, I don't like, want you start, to start. Don't start a fight, but like finish you better it. finish it. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, I've heard. Well, I mean, if you can't walk away, but if you can't punch him in the nose, mm-hmm. and I'm just like minimalist parenting. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, really though. Um, it's usually the most of what. 
there are parents who can cut, trust their kids' judgment with that, you know? Yeah. Like, there are going to be kids that are level-headed, but there are others that are going to be like, oh, well, my dad said I can punch you in the nose if I can't walk away, and you kept talking while I was walking away, so, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> but then there's also the people who, um swing really far in the other direction where they don't think they can trust their kids' judgment, so they're just like, oh, well, just no matter what, just use your words and try to walk away, when sometimes you have to do more than use your words and just walk away. And then there are also different kinds of kids, too, when they're being bullied, and we're going to talk about all of those. But starting out, it's important to kind of give your kids a definition of what a bully really is. Because there are kinds that are a little bit more sneaky, you know? Ones that, over time, really try to really break the other kid down, you know? And we've had a lot of those. You know, a lot of times whenever a kid does martial arts um, and does have more confidence, it will... We've seen our some of the kids at this school, their main struggle with bullies at school is, like, groups of other kids just saying mean things that actually just hurt their feelings yeah. over and over again mm-hmm. every day to the point where they're struggling to focus, they are being broken down mentally, but they just don't see... Either they're worried that the other kids don't actually aren't actually trying to hurt their feelings, or they just think um, they shouldn't do anything about it because it is just words, when eventually like you're going to have to stand up to them in some way because it's yeah. not stopping. Sometimes ignoring doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it does. You know, I think most of the time, ignoring them works. If they think, well, I'm not getting to them, they move on to another target. But there's sometimes certain particular type of bullies, when when you ignore them, they see it as a challenge. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. But that, they're a little more rare. They're not as common as your normal bully, but it, it does happen. I mean, we've had instances where we've talked about with some kids around that happens. Yeah, so there are primarily physical bullies, you know. They're bullies that mainly stick to, you know, shoving through the hallway or something, you know. Like, going past you, jamming you with their shoulder, you Mm. know. Pushing you into the locker when you're walking away, you know. Um, My brother, when I was in school, he had a kid who, like, while he was leaning down writing, shoved his head into the desk. Like, right in front of the teacher and everything. The teacher didn't do anything. Um, He dealt with that, and that'll probably come up later, but... Um, yeah, like, they're those kids that are like that. Um, I really don't know where their heads are at, you know? Like, I don't know where that comes from. I know a lot of times whenever a bully, it's a, whenever it's a group of bullies, what they're doing is they're really just trying to show off in front of their friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a lot of times one confrontation can kind of fix it a little bit. You know, letting them know it's like, that's not cool with me. And I want you to stop. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of takes away the front fun, and it embarrasses embarrasses them a little bit in front of their friends. Yeah. So they no longer want to pick on you in front of them because you know picking on you is just going to remind them of them being embarrassed by you in front of their friends. Yeah. <laughs> because you told them that it wasn't okay. You know when <clears throat> I don't know if we're on to examples or actually what's the breakdown. We're, Right now, we're just on different kinds of bullies. And also, it's important to kind of talk to your kid about how not to be one. Yeah. Like, if you're sitting there with your friends and, you know, someone is the butt of the joke, you know, 
that's what that's one thing that they've got to be careful with is not being you know one of those groups that really just does pick on other people or constantly break them down is what yeah. you're saying helpful is what you're saying um beneficial to the other person is it building someone up or tearing someone down mm-hmm. you know it's better to just not be in the habit of tearing someone down now there's picking with your friends yeah where like you're goofing off and you know something doesn't actually bother somebody so you go back and forth like i well, my husband and i were in high school like i called him a dork all the time yeah but I mean, and we like picked back and forth like i picked on him because he wore purple shoelaces and <laughs> You know, but that was all back and forth, and that was when we were just friends, and there was no, like, flirting or anything, because we were friends for years. Um, but I've picked with all of my friends. So you basically bullied him in school. Yeah, we we joke that I was his high school bully, but yeah. <laughs> he kept coming around because he liked being around me, so... <laughs> you know, there's, there's the, there is legitimate joking, So one but it's important to know... <laughs> Go ahead. You got one way to catch a man is to be a high school bully. <laughs> I had one friend for a long time. She was my absolute best friend. We talked about everything, you know. Um, but we picked on each other all the time. Me, because I was short, you know. And her, because she grew, like, ten inches in a year. And so she went from my height, which was what she was when I met her, to, like, a foot taller than me. <laughs> and uh, to the day, you know, she's, like, 5'11". Um... Tall. <laughs> 5'10". 5'11". 5'10", 11. Yeah. Somewhere in that zone. Um, size 10 feet. <laughs> uh, she's a giant. Yeah. But I picked on her all the time because she would bump into everything. You know? You have no spatial awareness when you grow that much that fast. Yeah. So it was just constant picking with each other. But we found it fun. So... Just explaining to your kids the difference in picking around with friends and making fun of somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, And notice, people. be the person who asks if the other person is enjoying it, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you got you to gotta really pay attention. Because some people, some people can, can pick harshly. And be like super awesome friends. And I've had plenty of those friends. And then you've got some friends that you realize if you pick that harshly with them, it it, it affects them. And in that case, you've got to be smart and kind of back that down. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to have the different things that actually set them off, you know. They could be perfectly fine being picked on really harshly about some things. And there's going to be other too. things that really upset them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, there there would probably be certain subjects that I would not deal as well with. Yeah, there are going to be some things that set someone off more than others. And you've just got to kind of pay attention. And be prepared to apologize. <laughs> yeah, I've apologized before. <laughs> Me and my friends, we, we constantly bicker with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. But when we do it, it's fun. Yeah. So. Well, we've had kids join the assistant teams here where they recognize the difference you know, between how the assistant, like our assistant team, we banter constantly. Yes. We give each other so much crap. <laughs> um, but we've had kids that are like, it's fun when we pick on each other here. Yeah. You know, yeah. they can see that we're all and enjoying each other. And no one is immune to it. There's no one that can get, like, 
there's no one that is just like you can't touch that person. Yeah. So it, <laughs> yeah. that's one thing. It's like okay, uh, when they're picking amongst each other, it's like oh, don't say that kind of stuff to the black belts. Well, no, it's fine. You know, it's, <laughs> the it's, black belts get the worst. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, yeah. You know, or anything like that. So, uh, and I, I think when it's when one person is doing all of the picking, but they can't take it, that is a good sign that they are. It's not a give and take kind of thing. It's not a friendship kind of thing. That's a bullying kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, we've got different kinds of bullies, and in general, like talking to your kids about not being one. You know, um, there's also how different kids handle being bullied. Now, a lot of kids will take it differently. You know, some kids naturally stand up for themselves more. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Some kids maybe go a little too far sometimes, you know. Um, and then there's also the kids on the other end who don't naturally stand up for themselves. That was honestly me as a kid uh, for a long time. So I was really, really tiny. I was always like the second shortest guy in my class, no matter what class I seemed to be in, especially like through... Um, middle school and all. I was just, I was real small. And uh, finally, thank God, after I got my license, I hit a growth spurt. Uh, <laughs> but, but before that, I was like super short. I actually made it up to like average height. Woo-hoo. Um, after you got your license? After I got so my license. So what did your license say? Five foot four. So you were basically almost my height? Yeah. So, and then I, I after I turned 16, I grew five inches, so I made it to the average male height of five foot nine. <laughs> but yeah, before that, I was like really short. Um, so like middle school and stuff, probably by high school, I had like started to stand up a little bit for myself. But in middle school, I had some problems with some bullies. Yeah. And there was a guy who constantly, constantly, constantly picked on me, and it was really aggravating. And like, so this was like in the nineties, so last century, you know. Uh, yeah, he's really, really old. Uh, I'm going to smack your head. <laughs> uh, it seemed like I would end up, like, it's just me and that dude in the bathroom a lot. You know, I go to the bathroom, holy crap, he's in there. And he, and he would just run his mouth. Well, one day, I finally got tired of it. And I just looked at him. And I had been encouraged by my parents, like, to stand up for yourself and stuff like that. And I don't know, I won't say this was like seventh grade. I was having a really bad year. And dude just, like, kept going, kept going. So, finally, I just stopped, brought my hands up, and I'm like, listen, I'm done. And if you want to if you want to fight, let's go. And um, I don't remember my exact wording. That was last century. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I brought my hands up, I'm, I'm, and I told him, I said, I'm, I'm tired of this. And if you want to fight, let's go ahead and just fight and get it over with. And he laughed at me and walked out of the room. And in my brain at the moment, man, that, that really stung. I mean, I was like, gosh. But you know what? He never picked on me again. And it wasn't until later that I realized, like, that was that point where the guy goes, like, oh, I have pushed him too far, and I just need to leave because I'm not messing with him anymore. And he never did. And wins actually, don't always feel like wins because bullies are good at spinning things. Yeah, that's the truth. So, you know, that's that's one of those situations where, like, you're, you're dealing with your kids sometimes – and I, I try to tell that to kids a lot. Say, look, yeah. when you stand when you stand up for yourself, if they laugh at you and leave, that's still a win because they've left and they've left you alone. And in my case, that guy never messed with me again. And we kind of not like big time, but we kind of became friends by the time high school rolled around. But like a lot of times, if you just stand up for yourself and they realize that you're done, 
you know, you're generally not going to have to deal with, with them so much, or at least that one. And yeah. for me, that situation and a couple other situations in middle school where I stood up for myself basically ended the bullying. And even though I was really short by the time I hit high school, I didn't really have to deal with any bullies. I feel like probably if, like, you weren't a karate teacher or anything, and I wouldn't have been grown up with this whole karate thing and confidence and stuff like that, I feel like I would probably get bullied. I don't know how I would take it. Yeah, well. Because it's never happened to me. But I feel like if that all never happened, I feel like I would probably get bullied either at, like, if I actually went to school or, um... As opposed to staying home and doing nothing. Cause That's just the way you said it. Like, if I actually went to school, you know? Well, <laughs> I know, I'm, I know. You're homeschooled. You're homeschooled. I know. But I feel like, because I'm not the greatest at, like, me being confident in myself. I've never have. Didn't she just say, like, if I didn't grow up doing karate and have the confidence and all that. and Maybe she around. means doesn't come naturally. Yeah. Yeah, okay. If it doesn't come naturally. I just, you know, for the podcast's sake, I didn't want it to be confusing. Well, I mean, it's been the same for me. I've never been one who really cared about standing up for myself all that much. Like, not when I was in school, because I was homeschooled all my life up until, like, fifth grade and sixth grade. Um, and then back to homeschool after those grades. Hmm. But those are two kind of sucky years to be in public school. My hardest years were my middle school years, sixth through eighth. Yeah. Sixth, seventh, and eighth were, were bad. And that was the time. Terrible. That was the time that I dealt with a lot of bullies and stuff like that. And like I said, there was there's just a few little stories here and there where I was, and most of those happened in seventh grade. Eighth, so eighth grade was a little better. By the time I hit high school, I didn't have to worry anymore. I didn't have you know people knew I was going to actually stand up for myself. I never actually had to get into a fight. I had a couple little physical altercations, kind of you know pushing, shoving kind of stuff in middle school. But that was about it. Okay. Nothing in high school. I think fifth grade was worse because I was brand new, yeah. you know, yeah. like I was, you know, I was a new kid in school and I was tiny, you know, well, those, I was, those years, I mean, that's kind of, the I was nine turning 10 when I started, you know, in fifth grade and I weighed 50 pounds. Yeah. Um, that's not much. No. I was the smallest kid in the grade. You're a tiny little human. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I weigh 50 pounds of Obviously, that, like, warrants bullying, you know? <laughs> Not warrants, but it it attracts <laughs> it bullying. It attracts, yeah. Um, but I never really had all that much urge to do anything because I was always just like, I'm going to just ignore it and walk away. Because my parents were like, look, if it's just words, you know, just understand that it, it really... Th- what they say doesn't matter at all. It's yeah. not true. It's not helpful. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole sticks and stones thing? <clears throat> sort of. Um, they're like, we, we know it doesn't feel good, you know, but you can walk away from it. It's like, and usually walking away enough times gets them to stop. Well, so I'm just dealing with it on a day-to-day basis, you know, the regular, like, midget, you know, all of that stuff, and it irritated the crap out of me, and it did hurt my feelings, but I was just like, I just walking away. So I never even, like, looked at them until, like, one day I was, like, in the lunchroom and they were just standing in front of me saying something and I was just like, and? 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 Are you done yet? (laughs) And just saying that over and over again, it just took the fun out of it for them. Yeah. And, like, once I hit sixth grade, that kind of just ended. 
you know? Like, they didn't really... I, I didn't really get bothered by a whole lot of people anymore. Mm-hmm. There was, like, petty <laughs> girls that would spread rumors and crap, but, you know, it's just like, whatever, that's so ridiculous. Um, but my brothers were in the school, too, and I've always... I, I may not be a natural, like, defend myself kind of person, or really just go after someone for attacking me, but I've always been a very natural protector, like, I've never been able to handle other people getting bullied near me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, that... <clears throat> You've got protectors, defenders, pushovers, and bullies. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And I was just always more of a natural protector. So, there have been a couple instances where I've gone after someone for messing with my siblings. I was siblings. just sitting there thinking, you may be in a really small fifth grader, but you were huge when compared to the second graders. <laughs> <laughs> No, all of their bullies were in my grade, which pissed me off so bad. Oh, yeah. Yes, like, because they're riding the bus home. They get bullied by kids in my grade on the bus, and that made me very angry. I may have yanked a child off of the school bus and thrown them on the ground. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, um, they stopped after that. Yeah. But protecting has always come naturally. Um, Yeah. Elijah, my oldest brother, defending himself comes naturally to him. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so when he was in fifth grade dealing with the kid who would shove his head into the desk, he just waited and waited until a perfect moment that wasn't in class. And it was like in a lunch line. He was waiting for, um, his turn to go in and get food. And the dude like goes after him to shove him into a door and he grabs him and spins him and shoves him into the door instead, makes such a loud thud. And he just holds him there for a second and stares him dead in the eyes, like, with the death stare. And then lets him go. Kid never bothered him again. And was super nice to him from that day on. I mean, usually that's all it takes. Honestly. But it's just like, our whole family can death stare, except for maybe Enoch. Enoch can't death stare. I can't believe that. There, there is no RBF in Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> They ran out of RBF by the time they made it to the fifth child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I imagine that was pretty scary for that kid. Because <laughs> Elijah wasn't exactly big either. Yeah. Elijah didn't hit his growth spurt until he was 13. <laughs> or 15. 13 to 15. <laughs> that was his growth period. But yeah, some kids are going to naturally be more apt to protect themselves and just teaching them tactics is going to be a little bit easier, you know, telling them what's okay and what's not. I mean, we go back to what I said at the very beginning and that's put your kids in martial arts. I think just having them in martial arts, like Kylie was saying, it kind of instills some confidence, even though Kylie says she's not a naturally confident person. Neither was I. You know, I mean, I wasn't a naturally confident person, which is the other reason probably that I got picked on by bigger guys. But, you know, that the martial arts does instill some of that confidence in them. And even somebody who's not naturally confident is going to grow some confidence, maybe carry themselves a little differently and probably keep them. And we hear, I've been, I've been teaching kids for like 20 years. I can't count how many times I have heard how people tend to leave their kids alone because the kid is carrying themselves. They're much more confident. They're having to deal less with bullies and stuff like that. So just getting them enrolled in something like that, and then when something does go wrong, a good martial arts school is going to help teach the kid how to deal with that in the best way possible. And whoop some tail if they need to. Yeah. (laughs) 
But only if they need to. Only if they need to. Um, and so that's how some different kids handle being bullied. But, like, basically how it should be handled kind of depends on the bully itself. You know, what kind of bullying it is, what they're doing. Like we said, most of the time, ignoring them is the best option just because it makes it less fun and it just kind of goes away, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But that takes a lot of self-confidence in itself to be able to ignore something with confidence and not let it get to you. Um, And I would say some of the time, if ignoring is taking too long, you know, and your kid is not handling it well... Going ahead and encouraging them to confront them in a polite but stern way, you know? Well, I mean, you know, is a good ignoring idea. is probably the first thing to do. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't stop, it's time to tell a teacher and, yeah. and get them involved. Um, Most of the time, parents that, immediately go to the teachers, but things don't get done about things they, Yeah, if things aren't done at that point in time, then it kind of falls back into the hands of them. And I, I know I have a good a good friend that teaches martial arts to kids, and he was telling me he has his rules of, you know, ignore, inform a teacher, uh, and then warn that kid. You don't stop. Something's going to happen. And then follow through. And that's his kind of four-step process. And I've, you know, I've never told our kids specifically that, but actually I don't. I thought that's pretty, pretty decent, actually. Um my parents always told me, it's like, if you're going to make a threat, don't make any threat that you're not willing to follow through on. Yeah. <laughs> the physical bullies pretty much always have to be handled physically. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Sometimes you can deal with that through a teacher. Yes. But not always. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can deal with it by... Most of the time, they're pretty good at hiding it, though, is the problem. Yeah. And most of the time, teachers don't really deal with things that they can't see. Well, just because, you know, some kids lie. Yeah. And they can get one kid into a whole lot of trouble if they believe another, which sucks, you yeah. know. But that's just the way it, it's just the way things go. And so when a kid is really good at hiding it and not being seen by the teacher or playing their cards right, you know, um, they can get away with a whole lot. And so like, starting by using your words and warning them, just like, stop or... <laughs> You're yeah. going to regret it. Sometimes the warning works. Sometimes you have to follow through. Yeah, that's true. And you've or, got you to know, be willing and, for and it sometimes, to go right away. Sometimes, like, that that one kid, you know, who kept pushing me around and kept running his mouth and doing all this stuff, you know, the moment he realizes that you're ready to fight back, the moment the other bully realizes that you're ready to fight back, sometimes that ends, even the physical stuff, because they only want to bully people who are easier targets and who are not going to fight them. Or who they can get a rise out of. Yeah. You know, who they can get a rise out of, but they'll... If your kid gets visibly frustrated, but, you know, doesn't take things to the point of really fighting back, a lot of times when, you know, someone wants to make some of it, that's making it fun for the bully. Mm -hmm. And so, I guess that's another type of kid that gets bullied. Yeah. Is the ones you can get a rise out of. And I more I would more fall into that category when I was you know younger. It's like they could get a rise out of me because I was really frustrated because I didn't mm. understand why someone wanted to make other people feel bad in the first place. Yeah. And so it made me very angry, and I know that like my face gets red when I'm mad, and I can you can visibly oh yeah see you it. can see it yeah you, you yeah. still wear that on your face um like I can hide a lot of emotions anger is not one of them <laughs> it's quite obvious so. <laughs> 
I was one that you could get a rise out of, and that was really obvious. And at one point, like, my parents just had to talk to me, and they're like, you make it fun. <laughs> like, you're showing them that you're bothered by it. Yeah. It's like, you've got to find another way to handle things. And so that's, that's where I started learning about kind of mindset and, you know, if I could change the way I thought about something, then I could change the way I handled it. You know, if, and if I spun it around and turned my brain to thinking about something more positive or changed thinking about something else, I could handle things a whole lot better. But it's not easy. And it's not something that you want your kids to have to deal with. But mm. it happens. Yeah. Walking away if you can. Using words. Or walking away and ignoring if you can. Yeah. Words if necessary. Threats if necessary. Following through if necessary. <laughs> yeah. It's think, never super easy. I think as a parent, whatever it is, I think you need to lay out an actual plan with your child. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know, that, like I said, my, my buddy's got that kind of four-step process that he he kind of lays out with all the students and talks to the parents about and stuff like that. You know, uh, I think as, as a parent in that situation, you need to say, okay, here's the deal. If this is what's going on, you need to do this, 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 and this. You know, whatever. These are the, this is the four, if you guys want to follow that four step process, that's cool. But like whatever you want to do, it's not mine anyway. I'm just giving you permission, <laughs> but, uh, what, you know, but you need some type of layout. If let's just be honest, if you completely keep your child from being able to physically defend themselves, they are going to become more and more of a target mm-hmm. in all honesty. Yeah. Like there, are, there are those parents. Well, I don't want to hear about my child hitting another child. It's like, okay, well, what happens when you hear about a child hitting your child? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's completely unfair to expect them to be able to handle things that way. Yeah. And if you're going to say they're not allowed to hit them, then at least give them other options. Yeah. And just so you know, the more training they have, the more options open up for them. That's true. You know, because while I may not want to hit somebody. If I know how to, you know, create distance, get away, or um, trip them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, there are little things you can do that can be just as, fec- as effective as hitting them. Yeah. You know? But don't take your child's options away. Give them viable options. Yep. Don't tell them they just can't do anything physical because you're going to make them a punching bag. Yeah, and sometimes kids that don't naturally protect themselves need a parent to t- and, and maybe somebody else to tell them it is perfectly okay and good if they do defend themselves. Yeah. You know, we've had people that were very capable of defending themselves and honestly very capable of fighting and not do anything to defend themselves because they were afraid that they were going to upset um, a parent, a teacher, something like that. And, and actually, it just basically took sitting down and going like, please, you cannot continue to be a punching bag. You have got to stand up for yourself. You know? And, and sometimes they just need that permission from a parent to go get in there and do it. You know, and fix the situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your kids need to know that by being someone who stands up to them, they can potentially help another kid. Yeah. You know? Because when a bully is stood up to, sometimes it's what they needed to get them to stop acting that way. 
True. Realizing that acting that way is not okay, mm-hmm. you know, and that it does upset people and hurt people's feelings, you know? It's true. And, and a and lot of times it originates honest. at home, you know, yeah. feeling bullied at home. Yeah. And once they realize that they're just making other people feel the same crappy way they do, you know, and it stirs up a little guilt. The one kid that was talking about, the reason I like that story so much is because in that moment, you know, he laughed and walked away or whatever. Later on, I mean, by, I know by the time we hit high school, he wasn't the bullying type, you know? And I don't know that it was that one instance that kind of helped or if he had several instances like that or what. But I know that he went from being someone who enjoyed bullying other kids to somebody who did not. I'm not taking credit for that. I'm just saying that, you know, people grow and things will change people. And if you will stand up for yourself at times and the bully realizes that, okay, maybe, yeah, I didn't really realize. Because sometimes people just don't realize how they come across. You know, so that's a possibility as well, so. I mean, some people have very creative ways of deterring, like, bullies, especially, like, verbal bullies or something like Mm -hmm. that, because there are people who will spin things and say something funny that really confuses people, you Mm -hmm. know? Some people will just say something completely random. My husband's one of those who he'll come up with something so random to say when he sees someone's getting mad and it's turning into something. Just says something so off-the-wall dumb that they can't help but laugh, and then... A lot of times with guys, it just turns into, like, a match of who can say the most ridiculous thing. Um, and so instead of having a genuine argument or, uh, like, a genuine bullying situation, it's them calling each other a strange little peanut or something, you know? Uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous and stupid. And I don't know how he does it. I'm not capable of it. It's not an option for me. Um, I have complimented people before. Like, just they're in the middle of being complete jerks or completely overreacting to something, and I just changed the subject by being like, where did you get that shirt? I can't, I can't help but notice. Like, I, where did you get that? That's awesome. You know, and then they're just really confused because, you know, here they are, like, getting all heated and um, trying to get a rise out of you, and you're just completely not realizing what they're saying and saying yeah. something completely different or complimenting them. And then you're changing their mindset to think about something positive. Um, and the way... And what that's also doing is it's teaching your brain to react that way. The way you let yourself react, every time you react that way, it's going to make it easier for your brain to respond that way in the future. Um, it's just the same thing as uh, rumination, you know, your brain builds pathways to the thoughts it thinks about the most, mm-hmm. and it makes it easier to think about them. If you change your reaction to something positive, whenever something negative is happening, it makes it easier to wire your brain yeah. to respond that way. And it makes you an overall happier, more level-headed person. Um, even if it doesn't always work, you know? And sometimes you can change how a person acts all the time, especially if you can't get away from someone who's constantly a problem. Yeah. You know? Because um, there are just some people who it's going to be impossible to get them to be nice to you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes making a point to compliment that person every time you see them changes their mind to something positive whenever they see you and makes them more likely to be nice to you, and it makes you think more positively when you're around them. And that's what I've been telling the kids recently. Of every time you react a certain way, your brain 
builds pathways to that response. You've yeah. got to decide what kind of brain you're building. <clears throat> and not letting someone else's actions control who you are and how you want to be. Hey, Kylie, I like your necklace. Thank you, it's Invisiware. Your necklace corrects your teeth. No, 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 no. They look like everyday accessory, but they're actually safety devices. There is a button hidden on the back side of it, and when you double-click it, it immediately texts up to five emergency contacts with a link to your GPS location to let them know you need help. Also, if you are in the U.S., it can also alert 911. Wow, all of that and it cracks your teeth? No, 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 that's Invisalign. That's, oh. that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where can I get one? Go to Invisalign.com and use the coupon code IMPACTVENCE and it gets you 10% off at checkout. But overall, to make yourself a not fun target, it's just walking with confidence. Yeah. Being someone who words bounce off of, not giving thought to the bad things, and instead... And being willing to stand up for yourself when yeah. you Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess the last thing is, you know, kids getting bullied is not easy on the parents either. Yeah. You know, it sucks to see your kid going through that. It sucks to see kids... I mean, I don't have kids, but... Um, I've got like 110 adopted ones, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And anytime I see a problem among the students or know of a problem that a student is having at school, it hurts a lot. And I can only imagine what their parents are going through, you know? Knowing that their child's struggling with that, knowing that they can't just fix their problems for them. Um, it stinks. So... It's not easy, but the best thing you can do is prepare your child mentally for it and take those steps to give them viable options. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, go ahead and go over to Apple Podcast, rate us, and write a review. Maybe you'll start reading reviews again. If we get some more written reviews. We've had more five-star, like, star reviews, but we don't. We haven't had anybody to write us a review in quite a while. Write us a review then. <laughs> Even if it's just, I like this podcast. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, stay alert, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.